Welcome to the city's backyard with Matt Zako, a podcast that interviews all walks of life from their own backyard. The city's backyard starts now. So today is kind of cool. We're in the backyard of New York City, going all the way overseas to the backyard of foggy London with a life coach. And she's a former model. And I might say she's quite attractive, according to her picture that I have here. Her name is Birgitta Visser. Birgitta, welcome from London to the backyard of New York City. How's it going? Hello, (laughs) man. Thank you so much for having me in the city backyard of New York. Yeah, you're you're just outside of the Big Apple, and you're just outside of foggy London. Yes. So it's a perfect time for you to be on. Uh, it actually is. It actually has been kind of sunny the last couple of days here outside of New York in in the New York metro area, and I know London is kind of foggy, but you know January can be cloudy, and wow. January is all about New New Year's resolutions and like, you know, getting rid of stress. You're a life coach that can give us some advice today on making our lives better, right? Oh, yes, I hope so. But you know what? Can I just say something? Why is it that people always have to start with New Year's resolution? You can change at any point in time. It doesn't have to be a New Year's resolution. Well, I agree. But 2023 is a perfect time to use stress as a verb, uh, an adjective, not as a noun, as in let's stress for a stress-free world. So it kind of gives you the unofficial kickoff of getting your life together. So let's let's roll with it, Birgitta. Let's roll with it. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, tell me, how can we be less stressed? I mean, with the pandemic, we're all fatigued from, you know, being vaccinated or not vaccinated. Um, it's, it's been rough. It's been a rough couple of years for, for more, yeah. you know, for some people more than others, depending on what their careers are. But uh, let's first just quickly start with the fact that you were a former model. And uh, before we got started, you said you didn't really get booked that much, which I thought no. was quite, quite, uh, that was quite humble of you. Yeah, no, why? I mean, you know, it was an experience. It was really an experience. My mom put me on this modeling course when I was about 16 because I, you know, I was abused as a child. I was bullied at school. I uh, lost my dad when I was 14. And um, I just had no self-esteem. I, I, I had no self-worth. So she put me on this course because I carried the weight of the world on my shoulders, right? I was walking around like Quasimodo, um, the hunchback of Notre Dame. And it was just so bad. Um, and, and, and so she put me on this course and it didn't even, it didn't help boost my self confidence. In fact, I was actually picked out, uh, from the course <laughs> by a hairdresser. And he said, well, do you want to be the main model for the hair show? And I'm like, sure. But didn't tell me he was going to cut my hair because it was really long to a pixie cut. And I, I, couldn't even look at myself, Matt. I felt so ugly. I was horrified. I mean, so I this like traumatized you being a model. <laughs> not only that, I mean, you know, in the modeling industry, I was assaulted, and there's so much abuse going on. It's, yeah, I mean, they take you. The agencies just take you for a ride. You know, it was a very. I mean, it's a toxic environment. I think 
things have changed now, but back in the 1990s, it was different. I really used to go out to uh, castings and you'd have to wait two or three hours and they'd call my name and uh, they look through my book and they said they took my set card, you know, being so polite. And then they said, next. Yeah, I know. It sounds like it's sort of like the acting and voiceover industry. It's not easy. And you were saying that there's just so much rejection. So yes. I yeah. I can relate to, to some of that rejection because we all um, get rejected in life. Um, yeah. So, th- yeah, that's an interesting background. And, and the fact that you um, are able to just say that, you know, over the airwaves here of, of the nature of podcasting and in the audio world where all these people can hit, you know, play on demand. And here you say that you were you had a rough childhood. So you've been through a lot. You've been traumatized. Um, and and so in a way that's a good thing for, uh, people that, you know, have been through a lot and they're like, oh my gosh, Birgitta has been through so much. So do you feel like it made you, you know, a better person so that you could teach other people? Yes, I do believe I've become a better person, but I needed to go through all this trauma. And, you know, I've even had my stint with drugs. I nearly killed myself, um, after my stepdad passed away. Um, and, uh, I rolled into toxic relationships, many toxic relationships. And because, you know, life is different now, but because I was abused as a kid and I didn't, I didn't deal with it, but you know, the 1980s was a different era. And so what happens is when you, when you have one bit of trauma and you don't heal it, you create another bit of trauma and it keeps going. And I was a pro at starving myself. I was a, a complete pro. Uh, because that was something that I could control. Plus, I worked like a maniac. You can put me in the desert. It doesn't matter. I've also been in New York. And I I worked like a maniac because that's what kept me going. So I was never really in that victim mode. You know, I didn't really wallow in self-pity, but I needed to figure out how to change my life because I couldn't keep going like this because every time the experiences became more pronounced, and um, it, it, it's really all about, you know, what are you going to learn from your experiences? Are you going to heal them? Are you going to elevate your consciousness? Or are you going to remain? Because your experiences are not here to taunt you, but they're here to help you understand yourself and life. And the yeah, more the, you heal. Yeah. And the more the older we get, the more we've been through, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I was going to say so, you have a book out. Um, it's called yeah. Becoming Authentically Me. And yes. tell us a little bit about the book. I mean, it, it's funny off air. You said, I, I don't really need to talk about the book that much. I just want to give, I, I want to help people. I want people to tune yeah. into the podcast. So I thought that was really cool. You're, you're, you're more about just spreading this great information about making people's lives better, improving everyone's life, you know, within themselves, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, the book is, is in two parts, but the first part is about the shifting consciousness and all that we've been through in the past couple of years um, and why it's been such a wake-up call for humanity and for the world. Um, and some people like to remain in their comfort zones, you know, because they've been programmed a certain way. They're conditioned to live their lives a certain way. Whereas, uh, technically speaking, Matt, our souls were not designed to live this way. Because we live so much of an egocentric, a mind-centered life rather than a heart-centered life. And what I mean by heart-centered is 
we become so self-absorbed rather than, you know, listening to other people, holding that space and accepting one another for who we are because we judge so much. We've been slapped with so many labels, you know, and we allowed, we allow our mind to be slapped with these labels um, because we, whatever we ingest, right, whatever we ingest, um, <clears throat> We take that kind of, how would I say that, to, to, to heart. So we talk about the media, social media. We talk about social peer pressure, family pressure, all that stuff. It, it deviates us away from who we truly are because we're like, how are we supposed to live our lives? You know, we get so lost within ourselves. We get so lost in this earthly jungle, as I call it. You made a good so, point. Can I interject for a second? Yes. I, I- So a friend sent me a quote from Albert Einstein, and it said, I fear the day that technology will surpass our human interaction. The world will have a generation of idiots. (laughs) So you you were talking about how the world has changed. And I think a lot of people are still having a hard time adjusting to this semi, you know, remote world. It's very isolating. It doesn't feel normal yet. Um, as far as New York City goes, a lot of people are going back to New York, but there's still so many people working from home. So life has changed for a lot of people. And in, and in some ways, it's improved because, you know, there's not that nine to five grind, like commuting like cattle. Yep. Some, some of us are getting relief from that. But at the same time, me, for example, I miss going into New York and seeing a lot of people and getting on the train a few days a week. So now everything is from home, all the auditions. Um, it's, it's weird, you know, uh, in, in a way it's nice, but it would be nice if it was, you know, a little bit more back to the normal way where there's more interaction with humans. Yes, I agree with you, but it's also given us the opportunity for those that have seized that to walk the journey inward and to really reflect within themselves and see why this is happening because it's a beautiful time we live in. It's very transformational. And let's face it, come on, I get on the train here and I'm sure you've had the same thing. You know, what What are people looking at? Oh, it's their Kindles or it's their iPads, it's their laptops, it's their phones. Nobody looks at one another. Everyone's so absorbed in their own world. I mean, I find this here, especially when I have to hop on the train into London, which I don't do very often because I work from home. But every single time I just look around me and it's just like, seriously, people, you have no regard for anyone else but yourselves. Yeah. No one looks at one another. Nobody talks to one another. You know, we live our life thinking that we live our lives in separation and it's funny because I, I I don't see it that way. I don't think we're separate. I always say, yes, our physical appearance may be different, but the soul in our body, you know, is the same because we're all cut from the same bark of wood. But it's, yeah, we live such separate lives. It's so, so sad. Okay. So I'm going to ask you this question. And when we come back, I want you to answer it. We need to take a quick yes. break, but I'm going to, I'm going to ask you why being authentic or true to yourself is is a good quality to have not only in business but it's just a good quality for for yourself you know um so i want to hear what you have to say about that let's take a quick break brigitta visser is our guest today on the podcast she's the uh, model turned author becoming 
authentically me. And uh, that's her book. And we're going to take a quick break and more with Birgitta right after these words. Visit Rory's Restaurant, 416 Post Road in Darien. Rory's is where it's always delicious. Try their great selection of mouth-watering appetizers, hot and cold sandwiches, scrumptious entrees, and outrageous soups. Check out their menu at rory's.net or call 203-655-9453 for takeout or curbside pickup. Open seven days. Live theater is back and in your own backyard at Curtain Call. There's always something on at Curtain Call at the Sterling Farms Theater Complex, Newfield Avenue in Stamford. For half the price of a Broadway ticket, a family of four can see a show at Curtain Call. Call 203-461-6358 or go online to CurtainCallInc.com. That's CurtainCallInc.com. Hey, how about a great sandwich for lunch or delicious breakfast and cappuccino? This is Sergio. Come and see me at Francesca's Cafe and Grill right here on the Post Road in Norwalk, 249 Westport Avenue. Your friend Sergio here does it all, from Italy to Norwalk to coffee and cannolis. Francesca is truly a piece of Italy right here in the heart of Norwalk. Check out our great menu at francescasdeli.com. We're back. You're listening to The City's Backyard. We're all the way in the backyard of London with <laughs> with Birgitta Visser. And I asked you that question before we took the break about why why being authentic or true to yourself is a good quality to not only have in business, but just to have for our own uh, peace of mind. So go ahead. What do you say to that? You sounded a bit like Sherlock Holmes there when you said London. <laughs> oh. Yeah, authenticity is good to have. Um, you know, we're often so led by fear. We're often so led by judgment. Um, any of these negative emotions, as I call them. And uh, in business, it's something that I also talk about a lot, where I say, you know, companies are always in competition with one another. And I'm in the oil and gas standardization currently until I can make the transition to you know, being a soul empowerment coach full time. But I see that, that, you know, companies, I always call it like this, Matt, this is a company. I like this analogy. You know, when you have the horses and the jockeys on, on, on these race horses and they're all in these separate, uh, separate stalls. Yes. And they don't see what the other person is doing because, oh, you know what? You can't do that. No, I'm sorry. It's very secretive. You know, we do what we do and you do what you do. And then they start racing and then whoever wins, you know, but that's, that's the way that companies kind of work. Everyone's in competition with one another. That's what I'm trying to say. And it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And when I talk about being authentic for companies, it's also about working together because you can achieve so much more when you work together. And as an individual within a company, it's really about learning to listen to others and to hold that space and so that people people can speak and that doesn't often happen it's still very much everything is still you know segregated i can see the changes especially in my company you know i was bullied very very much in in other workplaces and i i mean you know i disempowered myself i take full responsibility for that i take full ex- responsibility for all my experiences but it's really so that we can be ourselves because how many people in business are truly are truly themselves 
not many. Yeah, and um, just saying that it makes me think you kind of like working from home because, and those are the advantages. You don't, you know, it's sometimes it's good to be separated from people, and then you're in your own cocoon at home or whatever doing your work. You know, there's less drama, there's less BS. You know, yes, <laughs> this is very very true. But you know what the, the those are pros, but the cons are sometimes I have to work till really late at night. Yeah, and, and then no, you miss the interaction no at times. Time. Yeah, and there's no. It can be lonely. Time. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm okay with my solitude, but you know, even I have to work. Sometimes I have to work the weekends, and I think also, you know, being authentically yourself as a person outside of the corporate, it's that same thing. It's we're so conditioned, you know. Fear is the greatest barrier within our mind. Everything you think you create and it manifests because that's how powerful your mind is. People seem to forget that. You know, we're all manifest manifestors. We're all divine alchemists, as I call it, because an alchemist, as you know, from the Renaissance time, even going back to ancient Egypt, alchemists were those turning the physical lead to gold. But actually what it means for human transformation, the lead is taking that heaviness, alchemizing that and healing up you know, your experiences, turning that to gold, turning that to light and becoming far more enlightened. I think people have forgotten that life is merely a return to love, nothing more, nothing less. But how many people, Matt, can say that they really love themselves? If you hold a mirror up, something my dad used to do, you know, and he crossed over in 1988, he said, look in the mirror and tell yourself that you love yourself. Well, for the longest time, I couldn't do that because I hated myself so much you know and that's why i starved myself now because i've healed up from all my traumatic experiences i have no more shame i have no more fear i don't have these slapped on labels um on my mind anymore and i live a fearless life yeah it sounds like what you're saying is you've got to get rid of the fear and you've got to basically love yourself. And yes. that's that's the first step to improving things. So this is all good stuff. Let's take one more quick break and come back and sort of um, wrap it up with the fact that you're going to give everybody listening some tools or tidbits, some tips on what they can do to make their lives better for the new year. I know it's the new year, Birgit. <laughs> I know we don't want to get, you know, the typical January turnover, you know, New Year's resolution. But in general, back to the beginning of the podcast, January seems to be gloomy. So um, let's take a quick break and more with Birgitta coming up right after the break. From hot to cold, breakfast to lunch, JV's Deli has something for everyone. Having a family get-together or need to feed the working crew, JV specializes in thin crust pizza, deli sandwiches, pasta, and more. 15 Tyranny Street, up the road from City Hall. Check out their great menu at jvsdeliandpizza.com. You have arrived. There's a new shop in Westport showcasing goods from around the globe. Behind every destination is a journey. Destination House is a unique gallery and home decor store, now with two locations in Montauk and Westport. Destination House is curated with an artistic coastal flair. The design, accessories, art, and photography reflect a range of styles from Moroccan chic to Montauk bohemian and more. Check out DestinationHouse.com. That's house, spelled H-A-U-S. Visit them in Montauk or at 56 River. Riverside Avenue in Westport. 
Bistro Mediterranean and Tapas Bar is open and serving the best tapas in town. Come enjoy dinner and choose from their wide selection of red and white wine, sangria, and cerveza as well. Bistro Mediterranean and Tapas Bar with three locations, Westbrook, East Haven, and Norwalk. Forget is in the backyard of London, overseas. We're going uh, from the backyard of New York City out to the backyard of London. Birgitta, uh, this is cool that you're on the podcast. People's attention spans aren't what they used to be. So let's get right to the point here. What's your advice on, because you're a life coach now, you've got this book out. So what's your advice for people to help themselves or to get help from you? Because you do, you do uh, coaching, obviously. Uh, remotely. And uh, so what can you say? Actually, I I do light language, which is to people that's durable language, but it's galactic healing. So that doesn't speak on on a subconscious level or a conscious level, but it speaks on a soul level, which I always say is like a shortcut to healing. It's so, so powerful. But um, first of all, I always say to people, if you want to change your life because you're so in a funk and you feel so lost, you really need to start taking responsibility for all your experiences. Now, how you choose to heal, that is entirely up to you. But please stop deflecting and saying it's other people's fault because it's not. You've chosen this life. You've chosen these experiences. And I always say this, you know, we are, it's, I call it, it's a cosmic game of evolution. And life is like this board, you know, this old board game of life. And how you choose to experience life, well, that's entirely up to you. Roll the dice and see where you're headed. So that's the second thing. And, you know, it's learning to love yourself and letting go of the judgment, learning to forgive others, all the characters in your playbook of life. All the toxic people. (laughs) Yeah, learn to forgive them because... Even the toxic ones. Yeah, <laughs> I've done that. I've done that. I have forgiven everyone in my life and I love uh-huh. them all because do you know what, Matt? I wouldn't be who I am today. If I'd sat there wallowing in self-pity, then my life would have turned out very differently. People seem never understand that the greatest, oh, how would I say this? They're either the, the greatest, um, the, the greatest builders or the, the greatest destroyers, right? We are our own healers and we create our own dis-ease because we're all energy. And people think, well, we're this blob of an organism, right? But really, without the power of our soul, we couldn't light up this puppy of our body. Yeah. So life coaching, if somebody wanted to get a life coach, uh, and of course, the book is a good way if they want to just read the book. Uh, what do you recommend? So there's a couple of things that I always recommend. Um, and people always say, well, I don't have time for that. But it's very powerful. It's 20 minutes a day. Or you, it, that's listening to David G meditations. And it's it's just plugging this into your, um, you know, at nighttime, uh, plug your earphones in and just hit one that you like on YouTube and just listen to it because it will calm you down. And it's the same for listening to 432 Hertz meditations. And the other thing is breathing because we don't breathe properly. See, if something 
I mean, I used to get stressed out. I don't anymore. I, I, I don't. I used to be riddled with anxiety. Um, thankfully, not anymore. But it's learning to breathe. And it's something that I talk about in my second book that I'm currently writing because I spent time in India. And it's really about breathing in all the way from your root chakra out to your crown chakra. And then you hold it for eight. Um, you hold it for eight and then you breathe out again for eight. So it's eight, eight, eight. And then you hold it again for eight. It's very, very powerful because that, if you're really stressed, that calms you right back down well, because you you're focusing on the breath. Yeah, you definitely have a calming voice. And it's true. You you kind of have to calm. When you get stressed, it, if you vent, it actually gets your heartbeat going again. And it doesn't really help, they say. No. You know? um, now, this was really cool to have you in the backyard today. I mean, I, we could keep going, but um, I think people should just pick up a copy of the book and maybe follow you. So let's talk social media. <laughs> and as you were talking about, people engrossed in their social media on the trains. but you know, it's the way of the world right now. So how, how can people follow you and how can people check out your book, which is uh, called Becoming Authentically Me? Yeah, you can find it on Amazon. And um, yes, I am on um, Facebook on the Universal Light Warriors and also on Instagram on the Universal Light Warriors. And then there's my website, Power Soul Healing. So any parting words that you have for uh, the global listeners that we're going to have because you're, you're out in London. So I know you're going to share this podcast and uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're nationwide and we we actually do get some listeners all over the world. Not as many as in the States, but this is pretty cool. So another thing that has sort of been the silver lining of, of, you know, the pandemic is just connecting. I mean, uh, this probably wouldn't have happened prior to the pandemic, us connecting overseas like this on a podcast. So no, um, no. Yeah. So what's your, what, what would you say your parting uh, words of advice would be for people no. that are, are trying to improve their lives? So live your life. Don't, uh, there, there's a big difference. Live your life. Don't allow yourself to be lived. It doesn't matter what other people think of you. It matters what you think of you. It matters what you think of you and how you feel about yourself. Others may not like you, but it doesn't matter because it's not about them. And it's not about, you know, when people say you're this or that or they, they, they become judgy, it doesn't have anything to do with you. It has to do with them and how they feel about yourself, about themselves. And to live more authentically, just stand in your own truth and, you know, take back your own I am power rather than being disempowered and allowing other people to run your life. I love it. A perfect way to, to put a wrap on this podcast with Birgitta Visser. This was awesome. Thanks so much for being in the backyard. I hope you have some more days with sunshine out there. <laughs> <laughs> Probably in February or March. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, happy new year, Birgitta. And, uh, and this yes, was a lot of fun. Matt. Thanks for being Thank in the backyard. So Thank you so much for having me on your show in the backyard of New York. That puts a wrap on another edition of the city's backyard. We'll be back next week with more interesting topics, great guests and fun conversation about what's happening in and around your community. That's it for now. 
We'll see you soon.